Episode 21, this is the Inside Deschutes County podcast. It's available everywhere. You can subscribe on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon Music. Listen, rate, and review. You can also find us on Deschutes.org slash podcast. Deschutes County is an amazing place to live. Work work and play. Great place to raise a family. I love the weather and the high-depth. At Deschutes County, we provide excellent service. Beautiful. We're here to help you. Deschutes County is the heart of Oregon. Everyone wants to be here. This is episode 21 of the Inside Deschutes County podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Eric Brion. It's hard to believe, but we're getting closer to spring. But as we've seen in recent days, weeks, Mother Nature not quite done with us yet. And as we know, snow and icy weather, still possible in this area, not a forecaster, but it's still possible, even into March. And that means slick roads. My guest today leads one of the most popular programs that Deschutes County provides to the public. It's called skid car training. Michael Johnston is here. Michael, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. How's your winter been? It's been slick. Yeah? Oh, I bet. And busy. Slick on the roads or just slick? Both. Oh, okay. Doing anything fun? Yeah, we've had some good times with the grandkids and the family and all of that. Taking some little trips. Nice. Doing a lot of skid car classes. Well, that's good. That's what we're here to talk about. So, um, always a ton of interest in skid cars. So, I'm glad you can come here and, and talk a little bit about the program. Can you just give us just the basic basic description of what skid car training is? I think a lot of people know, but maybe they don't. Yeah. The skid car is just a regular car that has a, a hydraulic lift system with some wheels underneath that I can make it slide. And we can do super slick roads, we can do sort of slick roads, we can do dry roads, you can do whatever. It's a, it's truly an all-weather driver enhancement program. And the roads get pretty slick here. Yep, exactly. So I, I've been out there, I've seen what you do. It's kind of cool. Yeah. you got a car with some, I don't know what you'd call it, almost like training wheels on it, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a wheeled frame and a hydraulic dolly that just attaches to the frame of a regular car. It's ran by a hydraulic pump in the trunk that's controlled by a computer. Up in the front, I have a control box that I can make it slick in the front, slick in the back, slick all over, and we can simulate all kinds of different driving conditions. People love this class. Oh, they do. Yeah. I mean, you must get all kinds of cool feedback about people who've taken it and learned a lot of things. I do. I get a lot of feedback from it because the people are really happy that they feel safer driving in this inclement weather or even just regular weather, dry pavement, after the class. Yeah, it really doesn't matter, right? I mean, it's it, we think of snow and ice, but the roads get slick in the rain. It's That's right. Gravel. Gravel or, on the corner. Could be any number of things. What kind of, I mean, I, I know this is an audio program, but you, can you talk a little bit more specifically about the car itself and what people can expect if they take this class and, yeah. and kind of what they... What they do? Yeah, it's it's a the car itself is just a four door Dodge Charger. It's mounted to this frame. It's very comfortable to be in. 
Um, I sit in the right front seat with the control box and the driver drives and there's, there's usually three people at a time in the class. So the two in the back can watch what's going on and see the different things and maybe not have to be paying so much attention to driving that they can see how the people are moving their hands, how they're using the pedals, stuff like that. That device talk that, I mean, you can make it do some funny things. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, all joking aside, I always say I can change a tire without a jack because I just raise it up till the tires aren't touching and change the tire. So, I mean. But I can make the car from full traction to very slick ice to a combination and very quickly. And pe- how, how do people react when they first get in there? And I mean. People are very tentative when they first get in. It kind of ranges. They can be very aggressive or very tentative. And it's the, the program's not really meant for aggressive. It, it's meant to teach you to be safe if you have a skid or a slide and that sort of thing. And we go into where to brake, where to accelerate, where to look with your eyes, how to move the steering wheel, how fast to move the steering wheel, things like that, that people just don't think about. I sat in with you on the car for a little bit, and the, the thing that I learned was the eyes. And, and you are very animated in the car when it comes to look there, look there, and that's helpful. People maybe don't realize that. They're probably more concerned about which way they should be turning. Right. And you're right. I am very animated. And it's because it helps get people get their eyes up. What people don't understand is you're, you go where you look. So if I can get them to get their eyes up to the corner where we want to go to to turn – it makes it easier and smoother for them to get there. And that's probably the biggest thing people take away from the classes, learning to look ahead where they want the car to go. How long have you been doing this class? This particular class, I started 17 years ago, teaching it after I retired from the sheriff's department. Okay. So that experience probably gave you some Good training, but what else did you have to go through in order to teach this class? Because I'm sure you, maybe you had to learn some th- certain things oh, as yeah. to yeah. how to navigate slick roads and that kind of things because nobody's perfect in that. No. And so my, my training basically goes back to my law enforcement background. Uh, I teach at the Oregon Police Academy. I teach driving for the new police officers, and part of that is skid car, and so we have the skid truck that we do here through the county as well as I do it at the police academy. And I work a little bit for skid car systems, the people that sell the system. Oh. And it, it's a kind of a unique system. Like I said, it's, it's made in Sweden. And it's sent over here in a box. And, and so sometimes what I do with a skid car system is somebody buys a frame. I'll go with them. And a group of us help them put it together attach it to the car, and teach a week-long instructor class for their operators that are going to use it in their program. Very interesting. I didn't know it came from Sweden. Yeah, it's that's interesting. Pretty, pretty amazing, actually. That's pretty cool. Um, have you ever had somebody come into your class and just been like, I've got this, and then they're like, oh, I don't have this. You probably had to give- Actually, quite often. Yeah. That, and it's just little things that over the years um, – you'll hear people that want to accelerate out of the corner, which when it's slick makes the car slide. And they go, well, that was the way I was taught. And what you find out is somebody actually told them 
accelerate away from the corner, and they interpreted it to mean accelerate out of the corner. And so we get to practice all kinds of different stuff like that, helping people learn new habits and, and uh, refine old habits. A lot of people do it basically correctly, maybe just a little bit in the wrong place. You ever get tempted to kind of reel them in with the box a little bit and kind of make it a little um, harder for them or whatever? I, I make it different on every corner. I have four, you know, basically four 90-degree corners on the track, and I make it slightly different on every corner. And that way, it's kind of like real life. When you're driving in the snow and ice, not every corner is the same slickness. They might have put down some sand on this one, but the sand's been knocked off of this one. And so you find yourself sliding a little more on some corners or sliding not at all on others. And that's how I try to make it when we're doing the class. What do most people struggle with? Because when I sat in with you, I thought, okay, I, I kind of, I felt like I had the sliding part down. But what I struggled with was the sliding straight ahead. What, what do you find most people struggle with when they come and take the class? Most, most people struggle the most with learning to slow their movements down. I want them to slow their hands down. Most everybody moves the steering wheel way too fast and way too much. And if we can get them to slow that down, that helps prevent the slides. Most everybody doesn't look near far enough ahead. And so they get to the corner and all of a sudden they have to jerk the steering wheel rather than having their eyes up looking ahead so they can smoothly input the steering. And probably, like I say, the biggest thing that people tell me that they <clears throat> excuse me, take away from the class is the getting their eyes up, looking where they want to go, and being smooth with their control inputs. I kind of jokingly tell people, there's nothing in this driving thing about jerking, yanking, stomping, poking. It's all about smooth and finesse and weight and energy management. All important things. Yes. All important things. Can you talk about the class or, or you know, what people expect when they sign up? Because there's a, there's a there's a classroom element to this right. too, right? And yep. before you get out on the in the car, maybe talk about the whole process when somebody signs up, what they can expect. Yeah, well, they sign up by going online at the Deschutes County Risk Management website, and they sign up for the program, and they get a date and a time assigned. And like I said, there's three people at a time. We have a classroom out at the county shops, and probably the start of the class, we're in the classroom an hour and 20 minutes or so, and we start with everything from how the, how the system that we're going to use works to what we're going to do. Um, we talk about where to brake, where to accelerate, where to look, and, and how to things that people don't think about. Uh, as an example, one of the things I talk to people about is we have an abundance of roundabouts in Central Oregon, and they're almost always one of the slickest places we drive. And people don't think about why. And it's really not anything to do with their driving. It has to do with the fact oftentimes, like especially during busy traffic, you have to wait your turn to get into the roundabout. So there might be three or four cars sitting there. What people don't think about why they're sitting there, all the heat off the motor is going down and hitting that snow and ice and melts just a little tiny thin layer of water on top of it, which makes it even slicker. Right. And just things like that, or where to watch out shady corners. I say, you're coming around a corner, here's a shady spot that hasn't thawed, and you can chance having a skid or a slide there. And so just all kinds, we go into all those different things in the classroom, and we, and we discuss back and forth, and we talk about some collision avoidance stuff. 
how to get away from somebody else if they're out of control. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because skidding, I mean, I think people originally think kind of, you know, sliding to the left or to the right. But it's not just, I mean, do you do stop and start? Do you do, I mean, because you mentioned the roundabouts. I mean, the some of the hardest thing about roundabouts is coming up to the roundabout and stopping because a car's moving faster than you thought or whatever. And then, then you got to go around and like, then you're accelerating and turning out of it. I mean, there's a lot of different elements to this, right? Yep. And that's, that's the kind of stuff we talk about, recognizing those places that are going to be a little bit extra slick or that you may get surprised at. One that people don't think about, it's just a little tiny bit downhill makes a huge difference when you go to stop. You're going to have to start stopping a little bit sooner because it's downhill. Um, slides on corners that the pavement is off camber so that they can drain. Say you're turning left. Remember, if you turn left, the car always slides to the right. If you turn right, the car always slides to the left. If you're turning left and the car starts to slide to the right towards the edge of your lane and it slopes downward for drainage, it's going to be a more exaggerated slide than if it was on a flat level surface. And just getting our eyes up, recognizing those things when they're driving. There's far more to driving than just getting in and putting in gear and going down the road. Why isn't this required for people when they're kids, when they're getting their license? Uh, you, you know, I think, or coming to Oregon or whatever, you know, I mean, we, we've got a lot of people coming up from California, you know, I mean, maybe not experienced in, in, in driving in these conditions. What... You know, what do you suggest? What should, should this be a requirement? Well, I don't know that we can make it a requirement, but it's, it's really kind of a shame. There's a number of skid cars in Oregon owned by government entities. And Deschutes County is the only one that takes this program and offers it available to the public. And it's really unfortunate so, that some of the other public entities that have a skid car don't have a program, a local program for their citizens. But it's, a lot of them are concerned about liability, and, and a lot of them don't have the time or staff to dedicate to it. Most of the people that have skid cars uh, in Oregon are, are police agencies, and they have enough trouble getting police officers, let alone spare police officers, to take time to teach the class. And so it, it becomes a whole myriad of different things that cause it not to get done. But it's really unfortunate that it can't be done. Right. You probably see some pretty bad drivers too. Well, I do. And have I, they? Have you ever had anybody? I mean, I've, so it's a. I don't know how big that lot is, but it's a it's a big parking lot basically. It's it's about two hundred feet by three hundred feet. Okay. Have people slid off? Yes. But it's nice and flat, and that's one of the things I point out to them. You can't get hurt. You can't hurt anything. It, it, this is the perfect place to make a mistake that results in a loss of control of the car. And then we'll go back and we'll redo that again so it doesn't happen. And I can immediately go back and make it exactly the same. And that's the wonderful thing about the program is we can do it over and over and over. In fact, I talk to them in the classroom. I always tell them about, about halfway through your driving time, you're going to be asking yourself, oh, my God, how many times are we going to do this? Because my track isn't very big. They go around it and around and around it a lot of times. And so what I tell them is what happens when the car skids or slide is we tend to have a startle response. 
And unfortunately, your startle response, you either tend to underreact or overreact. And so what we're hoping to do by the numerous repetitions of everything is overcome that startle response. So I tell people that so when you leave, what I hope is that if the car slides, you no longer go, <gasps> you go, oh, I know what that is. I got the, this. The car's sliding. It's yeah. sliding to the right. I know how to nice and smoothly put in the corrective steering. And that's what we're looking for by the end of the day is people take that confidence away with some knowledge of changing maybe some things they do to make it work. Yeah, that startle response is a big deal. Yeah. Because I don't care how seasoned a driver you are. As soon as you start to skid, you're like, ah, you know, what? you think you got it. And, you know, you try to season drivers, get it under control. Right. But if you're not as seasoned, that's, ugh, boy, that just amplifies things. And, and I do all kinds of different people. I do a lot of uh, new drivers, high school kids that just got their driver's license. Uh, you can do the class with your learner's permit. Now, the one thing about that is they have to have driven enough that they understand basic driving. Okay, a lot, a lot of if they don't have some experience, I was going to ask about it that. It might be just a little too advanced for them if they haven't driven a little bit and understand. So, so what do you recommend, Michael? We're here with Michael Johnston, the, the director of the skid car training. What, what do you recommend for people who are signing up? Like, what, what experience they have, or you know, I mean, is there most people if they have their driver's license? They have plenty of experience. But what I'm talking about, the learner's permit, maybe I've had some people show up and say, oh, well, yeah, this is my son, Joe, and he's only driven three times. A little, little, little soon. A little too soon. Yeah. You know, he barely understands steering Needs to know and where the blinker and, is. Yeah, and, and, and uh, all of that. And, and they're a little more comfortable if they've had a little bit of experience. But, you know, ex learner's permit with experience is perfect because they don't have any bad habits. It's much easier to instill the good habits in them if they don't have bad habits. This is an automatic car, right? Automatic transmission. Oh, yeah. You don't have anything that helps replicate the challenges of driving a manual or anything like no. that. I mean, I know most cars are automatic, but... No, it's actually a recycled police car from the sheriff's department. Okay. And it's an automatic, and it... It works really well for teaching. It's roomy, so I can have all three people in it, and they can watch. And like I said, oftentimes you learn as much from watching as you do from driving. You probably get some interesting reactions from the back seat. Yeah. You got a few back seat drivers? Oh, or? yeah. yeah. You, especially when you have families. Interesting. So you've had families come on and oh, take the class I, together? I have oftentimes. It'll be... Mom, dad, a and a kid? Yep. Mom, dad, and a kid, or, or a parent and a kid. Nice. And and it's really, and it's sometimes I get a lot of families that aren't kid kids. I mean, they're young adults, but the whole family moved here from out of state, from somewhere where it doesn't snow or that sort of thing, and they end up taking the class together. And uh, the, every once in a while, you'll hear, a, you'll get a husband and wife, and I've had the husband start giving instruction from the back seat. Yeah. And the one lady, it was pretty funny. She just stopped and looked at him and she goes, you are not the instructor here. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm sure it, does that happen when you're driving? No, no. Do you let people, other people drive? Does your wife drive around town? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, you know, I'm pretty 
Because I would pretty, think, you know, hey, I'm the skid car trainer. I should be driving. No, I'm pretty confident in my, <laughs> both my wife and my daughter's ability to drive. Nice. And, Did you uh, give them the class? Or? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, kind of interesting is when you first become an instructor. My children are adults, you know. And when you first become an instructor, you need to get your skills up and all of that. And so you pretty well use up all your friends and relatives right away being practice students for you. And so both my wife and my daughters have all done the class, and they do very well in the wintertime. I'll ride anywhere with any of them. Profanity involved in these classes? Oh, every once in a while somebody cuts loose. I bet. (laughs) I bet. I bet it's been interesting. So for people, if they – is this a year-round class, or what's the calendar like for this if people want to sign up? Actually, that's a very interesting point because – what happens oftentimes is it gets so busy at October, November, December, January that there's no openings to sign up for. But what people need to understand is you can take this in August and do the exact same thing that you do in January. We don't need snow. We don't need ice. And so we do, we do it year-round. You know, I take a few more days off in the summertime. Yeah, it makes sense. And do things with my family and stuff like that. But there still will be several classes usually a month open, even in the summertime. So Deschutes.org slash Skidcar is a place where you can go. Is there cost involved, I imagine? The class costs $100 a person. Okay. okay? And you uh, have to, unfortunately right now you can't pay online. You have to pay with a check only upon arrival at the class. And I give them a receipt. And uh, like I say, three people at a time, $100 a person. And, you know, if you come as a family, one check for everybody's fine. And the, uh, the only other place you can get it is a place called ProDrive in Portland at Portland International Raceway. And he's substantially more expensive than Deschutes County is, which is understandable. He's trying to run a business. We're, we're just providing a service to the public. An important service. Deschutes.org slash Skidcar. You can sign up there. You can see the schedule. There's also a video there where you can see the car in action, and Michael, you explain it, and, and uh, you can see kind of the, the twists and the turns and the, and the box that he's holding on to, and, and uh, so all the information is there. Michael, thank you for popping on the podcast. We really appreciate it, answering these important questions about skid car training in Deschutes County. Thanks for having me. We mentioned it a few times, but again, if you have a question about skid car training, or interested in signing up, you can go to Deschutes.org slash Skidcar. That's Deschutes.org slash Skidcar. There's a video. There's more information on that site as well. That's where you can sign up. And as Michael said, it's $100 for the class. It is offered year-round. If you have a question or ideas for this podcast, you can email us at info at Deschutes.org. And remember to subscribe to the Inside Deschutes County podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're also now on YouTube Music. You can also find us at deschutes.org slash podcast. Drop us a review. Drop us a rating. We'd really appreciate it. But until next time, be safe out there. <laughs>